Hey everybody, this episode of the Dutch Hall is brought to you by myself. I couldn't get anyone else to sponsor the show, so I'm going to do it. I'm Pete Van Dyke, and I tell jokes. If, you were looking for, if you're looking for entertainment options during this, these difficult COVID times, uh, contact me at either uh, livefromthedutchhall@gmail.com, or you can contact me at Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, any of those things. I'm Dutch Hall or Live from the Dutch Hall on those platforms. Contact me and let me ask me uh, what we can do for you. We'll give you a lot of different options. We, have, we work with entertainers of all shapes and sizes to fit all sorts of tastes and budgets. Just contact me at livefromthedutchhall@gmail.com, and we will uh, discuss how we can come to your bubble and show you a good time. We adhere to all Ontario health guidelines and COVID-19 protocols, so we should be able to do this thing nice and safely. And on a personal note, if I bring one of these comics to your place after you hired me, and one of these sons of guns decide that they're going to cough in your home or in your yard or on your patio or what have you, I'll tell you, not only will they be asked to leave your leave your premises, but they'll be shamed from their social group. And because I used to be a banker, I will ruin their credit score. But I'll tell you, um, they are Canadian stand-up comedians, so they probably have already done that to themselves. But anyways, if you like to do that, please give me a, give me a dingle. It's nice to be back, everybody. I just wanted to give you a little rundown before we start the show. On this week's show, we go to I went to Hamilton to Jason Allen's house, and uh, we were visited with two great stand-up comedians, Jason Allen and AJ Bate. They are the hosts of a podcast called In Search of Zen, and um, it was a great time. We sat down. We had a, it was so nice to sit down with a couple of comics and just shoot the shit, have like like. Uh, people that understand like how to have a conversation. It was so easy. It was one of the easiest episodes I've ever recorded. It was a total pleasure to sit down with both of these guys. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And personally, I just wanted to say I'm, uh, I'm really glad to be back again. I'm glad to be make, back making these shows. It kind of feels like we're starting right over from scratch, and, you know, we really are. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this ride. I made I made a lot of big changes in my life. We're gonna we can talk about that in future Thursdays, uh, but I think these changes are for the better, and hopefully it'll make the show better too. Uh, you know how this thing works. If you guys reach out to me, we can adjust the show, do things you like. If you have any ideas on how we can make the show better, you know, you got to give us some sweet feedback, and um, and we'll make that happen for you. So, anyways, great to be back. Thank you to everyone who reached out to me during the uh, hiatus. I, uh, I really, really missed all you guys. I can't tell you how much uh, I have missed you. So it's good, great to be back. Looking forward to uh, making a lot of more of these shows for you again. And without further ado, enjoy the show, people. the Dutch Hall. I'm your host Pete Van Dyke. We're back on location in the Mobile Dutch Hall studio, this time live in Hamilton, Ontario. We are, as I said, live from the Dutch Hall. We're the greatest podcast ever to get started in a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario, end up in a church and then back into the same stinking pool shed. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. It's been such a long hiatus. We're so happy to be back. Our guest today is uh, our two people who have been a long time guests of the show both of you have been on the show multiple times they currently have a podcast called in search of zen it's available on all your podcast providers and you can have a new episode released every tuesday 
please welcome everyone. Give a nice Dutch Hall welcome to my guest, AJ Bate and Jason Allen, everyone. Hey, hey. what's up? Life hey. in the Dutch Hall. Yes. Oh, thanks for having us. Well, thanks for having me into your no, home this time. That's true, well, I guess. This I'm, guy's home, I'm but kinda uh, it's kind of like semi my home a little bit. I feel like, yeah. I you, spend like 25% <laughs> of my time here, pretty much. You, yeah, you, you didn't put any money into the place. No. But, but you, you put time in. You I'm put reaping, time in I'm reaping for sure. the benefits. I'm just reaping the benefits. Did AJ help you with handy stuff around uh, the house? Not at all. I think. No, I think one time oh yeah we had to tear up yeah one like kind of like platform thing in the stairs and really ag and i kind of helped but doug really got the piece he did most of the hard work to pop out the old shitty piece and then i laid the new wood in so i can we say say how much of a good friend i am i forgot i even did such a good deed can we just say (laughs) that this is true can i take that that? you you almost forgot completely uh Doug lives with me now in the basement. <laughs> That's the only fucking time he's helped me. Oh, is that right? And he lives there. <laughs> and it's the only time. Like, you brought me wood today so I can patch my shed. You've helped me more, more than anybody. Than anybody, than anybody I know. Friends. That's you know what I family, mean? Yeah. Oh, I feel really good about myself. Yeah, I know you're a great dude. Thanks the bar is so Thanks low. Lot, Pete. Appreciate yeah. it. No. no problem. I love the fact that comedians are such lousy friends that <laughs> well, I can do the very minimum <laughs> and still be. A, They're <laughs> lousy workers, dude. We don't know real men, Pete. Oh. Like you don't, you don't know real men either. You're the, you're the manliest guy. I know. And then I'll talk to your brothers and they'll be like, yeah, Pete couldn't handle farming. Pete was too soft for that. Yeah. He could. And I'm the woman so in your in your group. Yeah, you're kind of like the girl. My, the, uh, you're like the Ross sensitive from one. You're, you're the sensitive one. And right. Like, to us, you're like Burt Reynolds. The comics. Yeah, you're uh, a fucking man. Yeah, like yeah. Tom Selleck or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Eh? Like I, I, I'm actually like uh well, if we you're can refer to it in, in, a st- in slave terms, because I, I was like a free laborer on a tobacco farm oh, growing yeah. up, oh, yeah. is that in slave terms, I was more what they would call a house Negro. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and my brother That's was what more, I say about you all <laughs> the time. I, my brother was more of a field a field Negro, you know? Yeah, it, it, he that, was, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he those, got some, <laughs> he, I got to stay with the boss. He's very house. fat, though. I've yeah, seen your yeah, brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. He definitely did not get treated as one. My brother, yeah. My, well, no, I don't know. He, he, he uh, I think a guy like that uh, would take whatever he wants. Yeah, you know? yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you get to eat if you if you if you're bigger than the other people at the dinner yeah, table. Pretty you know? much, that's what he does. He <laughs> that's, just, yeah, that's it. He forces his way to the table. Gets to fuck other, other workers' wives and. All Did you guys have brothers and sisters growing up? Oh yeah, I have a younger I mean, brother yeah, and I got yeah. an older sister. And I got yeah. two sisters and a brother. I'm the oldest. Yeah. So you got four kids in your family. That's the same as what I had. Did yeah. you have to argue or uh, did you have to fight for the dinner on the dinner table? Uh, no, because I was like, you know, because yeah, I'm still kind of like the biggest still, right? So I, I've never really had to. Oh yeah. And plus, my, you know, I, it's it's two sisters that are younger, like they're right after me, and my brother's like the youngest. So oh, yes. the two sisters are, you know, dainty and like small or whatever. So they, they would let you have what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. and they please don't eat that much, right? Or at least that's what I like. To Didn't tell you kind of have to battle it out with your cousins a little bit my more cousins, though? Yeah. Like a bigger family gathering for I have, food. Yeah, exactly. Because I have forty cousins on both sides of my family. Oh yeah, yeah. So whenever like you know, like you know, forty, eh? Yeah. Well, like whenever like the Muslim Christmas shows up or a wedding, <laughs> the whatever, Muslim Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever like the like because we would have because like for three days we would have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, all right. like the entire family. So every meal was like a fight for survival. And then yeah, even. Yeah. Like, would you meet up with them at Ramadan and stuff, where you have to fast oh, yeah, all day yeah, and dude, then eat yeah, in the dude. evening? Like, it was just brutal because, like, yeah. the, the the elders of the family they would eat on their own with dignity and like everybody. Like, You're every, at the every, kids' table every, fighting all, over all of stuff. Us kids, exactly. Yeah. We yeah. Were just like, Here we go. Ah, and then just like you, people would leave their room and it would just be us, and we we're just fucking like clawing at the the plates and all that stuff, whatever we would have left. Are Are you and your cousins close? Uh, not as much as I would like to now, but when I was living back home in Libya, we were, we were very, very, very close. Yeah. But you just had a cousin move here. I just too. had him. Yeah, I just had a yeah. cousin that immigrated. He just got his permanent residency. Uh, him and I are, you know, we we still remain close throughout the years, and you know, he lives here now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the right cousin to move here because <laughs> <laughs> the other ones have been just like awkward to get back into it with them. Right. Nothing really happened. Just you know how it you is. Culturally with adjusted, or? I culturally adjusted, and yeah, I, I had like that Western culture, like coldness a little bit. You know what I mean? That it wasn't as uh, warm. You know, you know, because back home it's like even your great great uncle, you would call them once in a while to check on them, right? Right, right, right. So like, uh, just so people know it, uh, that are listening, you you're originally from Libya. Yes, I am. In North Africa. Yes, sir. And uh, 
and so like when you're talking about back at home you're talking about libya and yes. and uh so my que- what were you saying again so i want it was just like uh, for uh, from like for us uh, eastern people right we well, have this stereotype about westerns that they're not very family oriented and like you know Unless it's like an immediate family member, right. like you wouldn't like call your. And with you, it might be different because you know I like, have a more of a, a European background. Yes, yeah, exactly. But right. for the most part, like you know, if it's not if it's somebody that's not your sibling or your parent, you don't really keep up with them all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. It's very rare to find that. So, but like for us Eastern people, you know, family's everything, and right. cousins are like brothers, and they're like siblings, right? So yeah, that's how it is for me too. I yeah. have twenty nine cousins, like on my Dutch side. Yeah, and uh, we're like best friends. Like, yeah, we all all of us like. Or, and or it was like, like that. love get, hanging out together. Right. Yeah, and it was like yeah. that for me for a long time, right? With I mean, me and my cousins. Families are putting up high numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We do not pull out. Yeah, no, I'm no. low. We're low numbers. Yeah, dude. No, especially there's compared like to you way guys, too 29 and 40. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, I've got like 40 on each side, and they got even more th- like the last 10 years, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ's got so many cousins. He's got another cousin in his family who's a comic. Yeah, he lives really? in, yeah, yeah. He lives in L.A., he right? He lives in New York right New now. New York, yeah. Okay. He's more of a distant cousin. He's not like an immediate oh, cousin, cousin, but like he's he is a cousin. Yeah, he lives in New York, and he's actually he's actually doing really well. Like he's <laughs> AJ doing, hates it. Uh, he's <laughs> doing... Because his family's like, you do comedy. Yeah, your brother or your uh, cousin, your yeah. cousin just did Fallon. He's like, fuck off. Yeah, he, he, did, he did Conan. Uh, he was on Wanda Sykes' uh, no special way. thing, and he, I think he writes... He write, he's, uh, I think he's like a... What is it like? Uh, social media producer or something, electric, Elect- like something like that for Samantha Bee's show in New York. In oh yeah, New right, York, right. So. so when you when you immigrated to Canada, did you think that you were going to be a comic? Then? No, no. Otherwise, you would have went to another country, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. I mean, I would have at least started right away, like for sure. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I would have like sure. I would have definitely yeah. like started. Yeah. Right. And it, and like comedy was always something in the back of my head. But because like it was so in- in- integrated in my mind that it was not something to be pursued, right? So I was like, I'm just gonna be like a you know a lover of the of the craft or whatever, and just that's all I'm gonna be, right? Right, right. right. But then I was like, realized that uh, life sucks and like I have nothing to live for, and yeah. it's just like there's nothing really. I'm not happy. I'm not like I don't feel fulfilled. So I was like, all right, let me figure out what I want to do. And I was like, oh, remember that thing that you always loved? Let's let's try to do that. Right. And, and just and you were already a young adult when you moved here. With 22. Your yeah, I was 22. Too. Yeah, so I was yeah. 22, yeah. So it's yeah. I started coming. Really, when I was it's not like yeah. it's not like you could have probably push them to move no to the god States. no they just no. would have been like well if you don't want to live in canada you try to get your own citizenship yeah exactly you try to States. figure out, oh, yeah. figure out. your parents had come come over before you did though right yeah yeah they did they did I, they came uh, they came over in 2011 and uh, i stayed back home for the uh for the revolution that was happening right at yeah. the time no no big deal just a revolution <laughs> Right. I always it. think a lot of people don't realize that. I know. I always try to tell people AJ started it. People don't understand. <laughs> well, the city that I was I, in was one of like the first, if not the first city that did start like go at protests. Uh, Benghazi. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the very first cities that came went out uh, to protest. I was I was a big I was way into that in 2011. Like yeah, I, yeah, I no, I know. You know a lot you, about. You think you were? You should have yeah, seen I know. this guy. You should have <laughs> seen AJ over there. He, he was, killed Gaddafi. Yeah, a lot I, of people I, don't I, realize I, that. I, I like, did you? Were you in the streets when he was dead, or did you watch was, on a big I, No, no, no. I was. You like, were in the streets celebrating and drinking his blood. The, and exactly, stuff, right? pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. We were passing around his kidney. Everybody yeah, take a nipple. Not too much. A little bite. Not too much. Everybody gets a piece. Okay. Your forty cousins. Exactly. No, I was I was in Benghazi when it happened and. Uh, yeah, we all like heard the news, and we all like. I think nobody slept that night, and we were just. Uh, it's just like a huge party in the street, essentially. It was yeah. insanity. Yeah. yeah, it was insanity. Yeah, it has to be like something that we couldn't even imagine. No, for yeah. sure. Well, imagine sure. like being oppressed for forty-two years, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, oh, that I think guy about died. that all the time. Never mind. <laughs> I'm right with you. Yeah. You're okay. almost there. I think we all have I'm it in us into a, to a scale. Like there is something that's been oppressing oh. us for decades. Oh yeah, but, but it's just on a different scale. Maybe. Yeah. Give, me, give me a green light. I'll kill a dictator. Are you kidding me? I'd happily kill a dictator and dance in the streets. You're ready. My You're ready. I'm totally ready. I was born to do it. If I knew that my misery was caused by a singular person and I could put a face to that person mm. i would hunt that motherfucker oh, 100%. Down and, yeah and, and destroy yeah. them you know there'd be no but mine are more like you said they're like uh, inside of my brain yeah you know? well it's so stuff. funny that like uh you know, like a lot of like black comics would talk about like how you know the reason why jews were able to kind of like 
kind of get over Nazis and stuff like that because Hitler was the face of oppression. So once he died, he kind of took that away with him. But with black people, they're like, we don't have a face for slavery. Yeah, yeah. A lot of white people did it. A there's lot no, of, yeah, there's a lot no, of like, you were in on White it. Hitler, who was like the start, was the first slave owner, and like if we got rid of him, it would be over. It's like just like a more broad thing, right? Right. So when right. you kind of have a face for your oppression, it's so much easier to deal with than just like vague. Yeah, and like it's very know. true. You know, you, you, oh shit, man. I'm sorry, the only. I'm the only professional one here. That's yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but the you know the the thing about a, uh, um, oh sorry. Fuck me, man. Uh, I lost it. We were talking about, about oppression, oh, oppression, like a face yeah. for your oppression. Yeah, you know, I was talking about the Bible during the COVID. There, I read the Bible. Mm. You know, you wanna, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, were revisiting. I'm not done the whole thing. Yeah, but I've uh, started reading it. Not for kids, eh? Not at all. Oh, it's horrible. And uh, people owned slaves like right from the beginning. Mm. Pretty much everyone was a slave. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Like, Arabs, not, Arabs, you know, a lot. They did, they did their fair share of it. Yeah. I think anybody, everyone took their turn uh, mm. at either having slaves or being a slave. You know, mm. if you look at it, historically, if you were stronger than somebody else, or if that person was even in a weaker position where like they were going undergoing a drought and they needed to like give grass to their sheep or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This is what happened to the Jews, right? They had to like feed their sheep and they didn't have any more grass because of drought. So they went into Egypt and they made a deal with them and then they ended up being slaves for them for generations. And, and uh, Just from that one deal, yeah. Yeah, at first it was kind of like, yeah, we'll do work for you to make up for the fact you're letting <laughs> That's your That's how it starts, though. Yeah. And then all the people yeah. that made the you deal. You have to sign a contract. Yeah, like, uh, read the fine writing. Yeah, you, know yeah, yeah. Like, you, you gotta, gotta, gotta read the fine yeah, print. This, you can't this, just isn't go the, this isn't the Apple agreement. You can't just <laughs> skip through. You can't just hit I agree. Yeah, it's not going to be like, oh, it's going to be good for both of us. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hard trouble. to get out of slavery too, right? Eh? Oh, it's uh, it's yeah. not as easy. Oh, I've been told. <laughs> yeah, God had to do like a lot of crazy shit in order yeah, to convince him. Yeah, have those to yeah, have to live like a few uh, prophets and all that stuff. It had to be a, a few, a bit of a cleansing, a bunch of wars. Yeah, to yeah. get over it. Did you know even like Adam's kids had slaves? Oh, I didn't know it was that far. Yeah, which doesn't even make sense because if Adam was the first person, yeah, then his kids would be the second people. Then who are the slaves? The slaves would have been. <sighs> Well, you Related know, to them, yeah. Right? Well, you know that hacky thing of like, which is like kind of true that like nobody really wants to talk about. It's like, how did Adam's kids have kids? Like, you know, they were siblings. They probably it's yeah. all it's very incestual. Yeah, incestual. Yeah. But well, how about this? They're they weren't the first people at all. They were just the first chosen people. Well, there were human beings before that. And then they were human beings, but they never considered them human beings because mm. they were the wrong color or the wrong sect or oh, the so wrong even tribe. God was like racist from the get-go. That's what I'm saying. Oh, because boy. how else could the kids have sl- have slaves unless they were saying they weren't even c- counting them as people? Pete, you're going to be a target, man. Is this you're, bad? You're going to get assassinated before, by the end of by this Christians, episode. Yeah, by, by Christians. Yeah, by Christians. Don't worry about us. We're on your own people. We're, we're with you. I just yeah. read the book. That's what it said in the book. Oh, I'm boy. only using logic. Oh, this is very interesting. Yeah, but Christians hate logic. Yeah. <laughs> well, religious people in general. Careful. Yeah. Yeah. I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, right up Catholic high school, everything. Same here. I never read the goddamn. <laughs> I never read the Bible at once, you know, and, and no one even wanted me to. No, I read the know. Quran a lot, and it's very. Uh, yeah. It's what he used to beat Gaddafi to death. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't know <laughs> with, that. Yeah, with the power right, of Allah, the that's Quran. how you know. It's, yeah, uh, make sure it's halal, you know. You fucking beat him, <laughs> dude. They <laughs> really. Uh, you guys face. love that video of him being beat to death. A lot yeah. of I know a lot of Canadians. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, I just love it because you're in it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just in I the background. So proud of you. I try to push this on everybody. I yeah, go, everybody no, he thinks did that it. I actually He's the like, guy. have blood on my hands. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody that I meet. Well, Were you in real danger of, though? Um, for like a few. You're time, around it. A yeah. few times, yeah, a few times, but like nothing like really like you know all the time. But uh, there have been a few because I've told I don't know if I've told you this, but He's, I've told him. Oh. What? What's wrong? Here's the thing with this guy. <laughs> Let me tell you guys this. He'll always act like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't in it too much, and then you find out more. You're like, oh, I was just an interpreter. And stuff like that. And then he's like, well, I saw a lot of bodies. And then 
a little bit longer will go by and he's like well yeah i did carry a gun on me the whole time i'm like dude you were in it yeah. well, you were but, in it well I, ju- I, just, I just find out more and more the longer i know you i just compare myself to people that were actually in it and it's like far like i'm so far like behind like, like compared to what they were doing right right but i mean yeah obviously like to that you know to people that haven't been to like have been in part of something like that they would think that you know i like i did really a yeah, lot it seems like a lot to me well i'm not sure i'm not, not, I'm not trying to like downplay what like i did that. but it was nowhere near as like some people that i know that are actually they sacrificed like mentally they sacrificed a lot they never became the same afterwards right right, right it's like you right. call it's like you guys calling me a man mm. and then going back home and i see oh like oh there's real men all around me yeah. i don't qualify in that category you'd be right, the same right. way like there's people giving up their lives for this yeah man like i was lucky that i came out of it like unscathed even mentally like i was able to like come out of it intact right like yeah. i wasn't like you know because like i said i have friends that like lost you know legs they've even like mentally they're not ptsd like always having like nightmares and stuff like that just not really being the same anymore as they were because right. i knew them before that before right right this is really a bummer right? it was supposed yeah, to be yeah. funny but either way like for me it was more like because i interpret for a lot of like these uh european uh, journalists yeah, they yeah. would come over and i knew how to speak english so i would, like take them to like war zones and stuff like that but i didn't even know that that was like kind of journalism that they did right i thought it was just like oh they were just going to be where the protests the civil like the peaceful <laughs> protests are right and i'll be yeah. out of danger right i think it was just going to be but the they cool. want to go to the line right there oh yeah that's what happened because yeah. like the first yeah, few you th- went with really ballsy guys you oh, told me that dude. just always wanted to get in the mix it was the italian guy who who really wanted that promotion badly he really wanted <laughs> putting your ass on dude, the line for the first three days we were in benghazi we were like in the city right because benghazi is like a big city com- like compared to other cities in libya it's kind of a metropolis somewhat so we were in downtown, just like in the protests and like the, the peaceful stuff. So I was like, "Oh, this is my more my pace. I can deal with that." Yeah, yeah. Meeting with politicians and shit like that, and like uh, uh, translating. I was like, "This is my more my speed." And after three days, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, well, I want to go meet the general. That's like one of the front front lines." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, oh, "Well, are you down? We're leaving tomorrow?" I'm like, "All right, sure. I mean, I guess you're kind of obligated to like keep an eye on you somehow." Yeah. And I did, and I ended up uh, going with him, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, what, my uncles, like, I told him, my uncles at some point were helping uh, other cities into the west, uh, they were sending them uh, weapons to aid them, uh-huh. but they were only had to do it through sea, so they would send, like, ships full of ammo and stuff like that, and so when they knew that I was going to the front line, they were like, all right, like, have this, you know, AK-47 with you, just in case oh, yeah. something happens. Now, can I ask you this? When you would go... With a reporter, mm. did you ever, and you're the interpreter, did you ever feel like an obligation to keep him safe? Or was there anybody around you that felt an obligation to keep you safe as an interpreter? Or was it just you two kind of going on? It was just the two of us. It was just the two of us. And I think like... Uh, and you never felt like... Oh, I'm, I might have a little bit more training than him. I should Well, I didn't watch even have any at bit. all, right? The, like, the only thing that, like, people showed me was just, I mean, sure. Like, later on, I learned a bit more. But at the time, all I learned was, like, hey, in case it jams, here's what you do. Basic gun stuff, kind of. Right. Okay. But no aiming, no how to deal with pressure. Wild. or even like. I mean, like, think about it now. If something did happen, which thankfully nothing happened, but if something were to happen that that gun would have been useless because i would probably like just, i would pull the trigger and it would just be going everywhere and right, like right. the guy would just fucking probably shoot me in the head right like, right just because you have a gun doesn't mean that you're going to do something with it you're going to be able to at least do something with it <coughs> right yeah. right because it's very hard to pull the trigger even if you're like like training i've never shot a gun with it where even, i haven't yeah hurt myself. yeah dude even when i hurt myself every single time i shot oh a gun. Yeah. yeah dude. even when you're training it's like i'm about to fire a gun like yeah. that's all you can think of yeah. i'm about to fire a bullet Right. That's like that's at least for me. Like some people were much much easier for them, but for me it was like I'm about to fire a, a deadly thing. Yeah, yeah. If you don't grow up with that stuff, it's something. No, yeah, man. No. Which obviously you did. Oh God, no, yeah. no, no. My whole family, my mom and my dad's side, they were, you know, you were all, they were all out of that yeah, world. Educated not people, to, yeah, you know, yeah. businessmen. Like they just, you know, they just that's and we didn't have like none of nobody in my family was like a ruffian or like a troublemaker or anything right just right like, you know regular people that's it so you've been following what's going on there now no man I, that's the other thing ever since i got here like my whole life has been shedding away slowly and slowly mm-hmm. which is something i kind of like been one of the things that bothers me about like 
I wish I could change about my life right now is to be a little bit more connected because I feel like I'm very far away from where I came from. Yeah. And it's due to, you know, pursuing things here and being busy. Yeah, like, you guys know how it is. Like, yeah. life gets really busy. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, but I feel like I'm very, you know, I feel every day I feel like I'm a bit more and more distant from where I came from. And I, and I kind of want to reconnect just at least a little bit because there are a lot of bad things that I was very happy to get rid of. But there are a lot of, like, good things that I wish I could, like, try to implement again in my life because I feel like I miss those. Right. You know, because life can get – living here can be – you know, it can be cold sometimes, man. Yeah. It can be hard. Yeah. It's weird that it is that North Americans are like that. Because even I noticed that that w- they're not as warm, you know, like the family-wise and just support-wise, you know. It just makes for a real lonely existence, you know, not it to does, have that yeah. support. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very lucky because, like, Jay here, you know, and, like, you know, Joe Patel and Michael Mose, a lot of these guys are, you know, you know, uh, some of the best people that I've ever met in my life. So I was very lucky to be in good company. Right. But even for somebody like me, I still it still feels sometimes like that. So imagine if somebody that doesn't have, you know, that good of friends around them, like how would they be, right? Right, so, right. It's and hard it's, adjustment. And it's going to be even a harder, like, like obviously, like you did the work when you were younger and stuff like that. But, like, your English is, yeah, yeah. you just sound like yeah. you forever. grew up here. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like. For 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 some people coming over and trying to start a new life, and then they have thick, or speaking yeah. in broken English, it's got to be even tougher to adjust and make new friends and kind of like absolutely yeah you know and and try to enter not a the life culture here in and North America stuff. and not being familiar with the culture, which you already kind of you already kind of knew about North American yes. culture and you were kind yes. of Americanized in some ways you would say. Yeah, I had even a, before I had coming a, I, over. I've, I've had it much easier than a lot of people that came new to the country for sure. Do you I take pleasure in seeing what's going on in like the States, for example, um, knowing that they're like, uh, the, like you had all those troubles. You're probably thinking that it was more like you, you have to endure these troubles at home and then you left for a, uh, the West thinking it's a better place, right? Well, here's the thing, man. Like, if I stayed in the Middle East to this day, I would probably say yes. But the fact that I live here now, and I, you know, as comedians, you know, a lot of us want to move to the States eventually. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we don't, I, I per, and I'm sure, like, Jason no. feels the same way, yeah, too. Well, like, I want, I don't want that to happen. I want them to, like, get it together I, and be able I'm to. rooting for America. I'm like, rooting I, for I America. Yeah. I don't love Trump's America by no, any means. No, you just love but America, I am, man. I am it's rooting a, for America to uh, to deal with this COVID stuff better and get back on their feet and open the borders for my career, if nothing yeah. else, and AJ's career and yeah. comics and comedy to like yeah, start to running options, again yeah. and have options again. I know that you've gone to the States and done some shows too. Yeah. So and I, I'd love to see Trump pull his head out of his ass and take COVID more seriously and things kind of like, I'd, I'd like to see them get back on their feet. As far as like, uh, disorder with with protests and stuff like that going on, um, is is rough as that is to watch some of that stuff. That's that's what you get when you just keep excusing yeah. violent behavior, unnecessarily violent behavior from your police force. And right. this is they they had this c- coming to them, and I hope that the America again sees positive changes out of these protests. I'd really like that. Too. Yeah, even uh, Trump aside, like like take Trump out of the equation, just go a two party system with Democrats and Republicans, and then um, they have it in their mind that if the other side says up, then we have to say down. Mm. If they say that this right. is the right answer, we have to disagree yeah, with yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. The, as as long as there's two sides, and you have to be on one or the other. They're all, they're gonna always have these same problems. Like there's yeah. certain there should be a certain amount of like, you remember nine eleven happened and then they were able to say <laughs> no, all together. That's this year was uh, was nice this year. Nobody <laughs> forgot. Everybody forgot about it. Oh yeah, all the all of a sudden <laughs> if you're a Muslim, you're like no, the heat's off. You know, oh, yeah. Chinese people yeah. are like uh, oh I do that. Yeah, it's like keeps like oh. like even on stage. I'm they're, like, they're I'm, either because people are either mad at racists or mad at the Chinese and they're mad at Black Lives Matter. So he's completely <laughs> mad at that. You do, like, like yeah. why would you yeah. even be mad? Arabs well, are off like, the hook. I don't understand. Year. I can never explain the racist no, no, logically, right? We're living living. 
now. AJ's skating right we're, now. We're he's getting good. by. 2020 is a good year for us. Yeah. Yeah, you're off the hook almost oh, yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's year. a house Negro at this point. <laughs> pretty much. I bet. Yeah. He's pretty comfortable. <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> said it too. Nobody's yelling at me. Yeah. I'm glad you said it. I had to take the heat off. Well, you took the heat off. I'm more of a house sand Negro, really. That's what it is. Yeah, you are. That's exactly what. You are definitely a house a house person because mm-hmm. you you uh that's the, what an interpreter directly oh 100 percent, yeah absolutely yeah. exactly yeah if you were a slave you'd i was be, spoiled you'd be living yeah. in the house no, i was you know? i was definitely spoiled man yeah but uh, the thing with like with the states you're right but like just having like two sides and not really thing but I, if they had three parties i think half of the problems would go away because there'd have to be some compromise with a third party yeah, there'd be some middle ground. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, people like always think like disagreements is a bad thing, but anything in life disagreeing is is good. You need like some, yeah, you need you need some people to disagree with you. You can't just ever have everybody like either against us or for us. You know, having that like really kind of narrows your way of thinking about a lot of things, and you kind of like don't see a lot of options that were yeah otherwise you know a, a good option to take. You know what? My daughter, my youngest daughter, she's like a, a TikToker, you know? Okay. And uh, she likes, she's very politically motivated. You know, she's like a social justice kind of warrior, you know, okay. my, my youngest daughter, which as a comedian, you're kind of, a certain bit of us are trained to hate them, you know? Yeah. Right. I can't hate my own daughter, right? Of course. No, no. So what I want to do is uh, try to like give her like some perspective so she doesn't get too extreme on her side, yeah. you know, that she can see the other side. Mm. But then I have to defend terrible positions, you know, that's like true. that's the part you can't do. Like I always end up saying, you're right, you're right, because she's always saying positions like be nice to people and like don't. Uh, how can you disagree with yeah, that? I can't right? disagree with any of that. I'm just saying, like, just understand that just because y- you know, it's right and I know it's right. Doesn't mean the rest of the world are, are going to think the same way or bend to our yeah. beliefs, you know. Well, part of the problem is, and and she's right. It's like it, the the bottom line, the idea should be to be nice, to be kind to people, to treat people with human decency. The reason why some social justice warriors catch flack is because they've completely given up on context. Yeah. Right. Which is like, again, like when when a comic who is a good, well-established comic tells a joke and then they're catching heat for it being a statement and stuff like that. Then I get I get the bitterness towards social justice warriors because like now you're you're telling people, oh, you meant it this way. Yeah, right. Kind, kind of, of like thing. Right. Thoughts and it's like, yeah, and even like. I remember in London, I don't know if you remember this, there used to be this like uh, this girl who would come out to shows pretty tightly wound, but she would always be at these fucking comedy shows. And you know Peter Reed. Yes. Peter Reed's a bit of a a darker comic yes. or whatever else. But if you not talk skin, to him, like in, in no, not in skin and like, yeah, material wise. Yeah. He goes into uh, places that are material. pretty, he goes pretty into disturbing, yeah. to dark places. Right. Yeah. But if you talk to him yeah, in everyday her. life, He's one of the nicest people yeah. you'll ever meet. And I remember this girl being like, she's just such an SJW and she just always wants to do the right thing. And her friends who were with her were threatening to like physically like beat him up after Sean. I'm like, well, then how are you? You're the dangerous one right, now. Right. How yeah, is yeah. he? How is he the dangerous one? As long one? as he's using words, he's not he's, as much of a threat as he's you using are. words over a microphone where he's trying to make you laugh. And maybe he failed tonight. And that's yeah, that's yeah. whatever. He'll have to that's feel that. Yeah. And that's the consequence of those words. But if you guys beat him up, then you're the dangerous well, one. Like you shouldn't be welcome back. Anymore. And you're definitely not better than him. No, no, to no. do something like that, right? Society. Yeah, and that's the narrative now that everyone's trying to paint with people that have noble intentions. Like even uh, you look at Belarus, they have I mean, their big protests there. Um, like pretty much all around the world, there's protests against. Yeah, everyone's fed up. Pretty much. And uh, and anytime you look at it, that's the 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 people in power that are being protested are saying that the people who are protesting are trying to disrupt the peace that exists in their nation right they're trying to like be disruptive and and their anti-law and order and all the rest of it which if you can look at the faces like i watch a lot of al jazeera so i can i I see the footage of these women in belarus or whatever that are protesting and getting thrown into uh, vans and stuff and they're like these sweet little college kids with like hope and in their eyes they've never even they don't understand the darkness that's coming at them you know like it's uh, but the the 
the narrative that's painted to people who don't aren't near those cities that where the protests mm. are going on, like people in the rural communities and farm towns they and stuff like that. They don't care. Yeah. They just see that people are being disruptive. Being yeah. Disruptive. You know. Yeah. And then uh, they just want that to stop because they're scared, you know? Well, the thing is, man, it's it's a pattern that happens throughout history. For some reason, it, 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 as human beings, we tend to, like, forget very easily. Like, we forgot, like, uh, the, uh, w- like, like, people here saw how the Arab Spring was and seeing how, obviously, you know, the you know countries here aren't as bad obviously as the Middle East. I'm not saying that, but there are a lot of symptoms that you're like, oh, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. For me, as somebody that lived in another country, I'm like, I've I've seen that. That's that looks familiar, right? You especially with like, you know, I mean, I don't know, I might get flagged for this, but whatever. But like with Donald Trump, like, there's a lot of like Arabic uh, dictatorshipy tendencies yeah. in him. Right. A lot of like symptoms. I'm like, I have heard that before. Over embellishing. Uh, you know, being sarcastic or like just you know disregarding a lot of important things yeah, or making or making up things and stuff like that. It's uh, there's a lot of things I'm like, ah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he's yeah. taking it right out of, a, of their playbook. And know? he loves him. He's friends with them. Nobody can deny that. Yeah. And even his supporters need to admit it that like he's friends with a lot of dictators around the world, India and uh, a lot of Arab countries, Egypt, stuff like that. Well, North Korea and North then Korea, also like, like, like in yeah, Russia like, right yeah, now. So it's like, like so yeah. No, it's very it's he's like, very he's pretty open it's very open so his supporters like they they shouldn't be upset then when somebody points it out because it's true nobody's making that up yeah yeah Yeah, i i i I always look at it as just uh like i mean i i i feel nothing but sorry for the people that uh, that live there because i think both their options are pretty piss poor yeah they are absolutely right but it's not like we up here in canada have a bunch of great options either no not at all (laughs) we have we have we have our own boring boring at least nothing's happening. That's the only good thing you can say about Canada is that it's like absolutely boring, you know. Yeah, yeah but the, the, this is sometimes like being uh, very uh, centralist, I guess, is not good too. I feel like I I don't like a lot of people that like like to take the middle road in a lot of things too. Right. It just feels like it's very. Yeah, you might not be adding harm, but you're definitely not like solving anything. Right. Right. And I just feel like. Uh, a lot of people, especially people on the left, need to be more aggressive a bit about their stances, uh, you know, because uh, the right is very stronger when it comes to things like that and being decisive and shit like that. And yeah. I think left-leaning people mostly are very uh, sometimes tend to be very passive or at please least, everybody. Oh yeah, or at least speak up in a lot of things that like ah nobody gives a shit about that part. But yeah, uh, yeah, the left needs to be a slightly more aggressive, especially when it comes to legislation and shit like that. If I could like. Um this is what I look about politics, especially in Canada. I would say, like, they all kind of want to do the same thing, but they all have different ways of doing it. Like, uh, if you see, like, a hungry person on the street, right, the conservative, or let's start with, uh, like, the conservative will be, like, get that person a job, you know, so they can get off the street. The liberal will be, like, give that person, uh, like, a meal, you mm. know, because they're hungry. And then the uh, NDP would be, like, give that, people a, give that person a check, you know? Mm. They all want to make sure that person's not homeless and hungry. Right. But they all have different ways of going about doing it, you yeah, know? Of course, yeah. But they're all kind of have the best intentions at heart, but they... Uh, I mean, you would assume so, right? And really, that's a, another problem with the division, right? Because the thing with, like, especially in a situation with, like, homelessness, you kind of have to tackle all three of those issues around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you You're, can't just go housing first with no other plan. No. So the check doesn't work on its own. Yeah, because that's housing, right? You right. give them, you get them on assistance, so they have housing, but that won't work on its own. You need to, it's got to be like housing, job search, mental meal, health, meals, and mental health, drug addiction, like addiction. It's, like, it's got to be a bunch of stuff all at stuff. once, because otherwise you're setting them up for failure. Because you know, I used to be. In social work, and uh, there was a program called London Cares, and they might still be around. And uh, I'm not a big fan of this program, although they, they'd fall under the guise of helping. Um, what they pretty much do is they're getting these addicts and alcoholics who like may even been intoxicated at the time, signing these leases, putting them into, putting them into housing, but now cutting them off of services because they were costing the government too much money using services all the time. Right. Going into detox all the time, using the ambulance all the time, 
yeah. this and that, right? So now these old school alcoholics, they're all housed and they're dying within four to six months. Because they're not getting the right And because they're not really man. getting the right help anymore. No. You're just putting them yeah. out of out of the public's eye. And then you're like, there, we helped homelessness. And it's like, no. Well, I yeah, mean, and, that, really. and that's and, and like even if you go on a maybe like a slightly bigger scale, and there's something, you know, that might uh, something related to, to me. Like 9-11, especially if you look at it, when, when, when 9-11 happened and then the war on Iraq. Like, that didn't solve anything at all, no, or anything. No. but it was just more like we're fighting terrorism. Like, oh, you mean in Iran? No, we're going to uh, Iraq. Yeah, yeah. And it's like w- there's nothing there, though. They had no, nothing. Like they nobody. Had nothing to do with it. There's no, oil there. There was That's oil there. It, that, that was the truth yeah, but, that people didn't want to yeah, look at. But like the, what it was under the guise of we're going to fight terrorism to, yeah. to, to make sure that not not another 9/11 happens. But right. all that ended up doing was lead to more extremism over there in of that course, part of the yeah. world, right? So it's kind of like the same thing with, on a, but on a different scale with homelessness. Like you, okay, you sheltered people. You just went right to that, uh, uh, that that visible or obvious solution. You're like, all right, all right, if we take care of this, yeah. But no, there's like like root there's causes root that you have to get. That you to, have to get to. You have right? to get yeah. to right. And just it's, like with pulling something out, if you don't pull it out at the root, it's gonna, it's gonna come just back. keep growing a lot more and right? more. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and that's it, it. All comes down to like. Any one of these philosophies or right ideas that any of these uh, anybody has, it's only part of the way of thinking about things. Exactly. You need to have an exchange of ideas uh, and have people disagree with one another in order to get the most balanced solution to help somebody out. You know, like mm-hmm. any one way is not gonna not yeah. Gonna fix well, anything. I mean, if you the best way to fix any any problem in life on whatever how how regardless of how severe it is, you don't go to the end result and tackle that. What you do is like, okay, what caused it to get to this point? Right. Like, what caused us to get here? Right. And then you look at that, and then you fix those. And then that way, you you make sure you don't get to the same place again. Right. But if you just tackle the end result, then you're not really solving what caused it. Yeah, that's the, that's the, and that's the harder part to do, the yeah, more yeah. expensive one. But it's the more effective one. But we don't want to do that, obviously, right? Because it's easier. You know what pisses me off is that like Tell I us. hear a lot of things like I'm I'm from a small town, right? So then so I hear cities talk about gentrification all the time. Mm-hmm. Gentrification, how mm-hmm. great it is. Where they take b- bad neighborhoods uh, like where there's drug addicts and yeah, stuff and like that. Yeah, just make them like hippie and like yeah. yeah, they make them into like coffee shops and hot yogas and shit yeah. like that and they say how great they did as a city. But what they don't tell you is that they've moved all the drug addicts to methadone clinics down in small towns, introduced yeah. put them in halfway houses, introduced yeah. them to um, their friends who are all down there too and who are telling them showing them easier and cheaper ways to get drugs down in the small town they never move back to the under city. the radar yeah. that's exactly what happened and it either it either moves to small towns or it moves to just another place in the city in the city where yeah. if you look at east hamilton east hamilton is very rough but east hamilton used to be the mecca of downtown Hamilton and big shopping centers and stuff like that. And it was up and it was, it was running and stuff like that. But then they wanted to revive further downtown. So they made that nice. And what did they do? They they moved into, uh, so they, the hipsters took over James, the the homeless moved to the east end. Uh, the east end. And now is, they're right now they're getting pushed now. out of that. And now they're getting pushed out of the east end. It's like yeah. where are they gonna go? Yeah. Are they gonna? The only time it's gonna get stopped is if they get moved somewhere really. If they ended up merging somewhere really nice, like Ancaster or Stony Creek. <laughs> I would, would love people to see actually, people in Ancaster. Though? I'd love to see it too because what would happen is they go, okay, we actually need to put programs in place to yeah, help. Yeah, because that's where you know, all the yeah. doctors. Because we can't are. affect. We can't affect the rich. No, that the, I mean, yeah. like, have you ever driven to that part of town? Like, dude, I, I did a a birthday party in Ancaster, private show. Yeah. A surprise birthday party. Mike Mitchell set up the gig. Um, Goodfellas-themed birthday party. This Italian guy. His place was fucking marble. massive. <laughs> Just everything's, yeah, marble. He's got uh, a TV, flat screen TV out on his back deck. His place is huge. Um, in-ground, saltwater pool. Just 
the biggest assholes you've yeah. ever met. No. Yeah. Very nice people, too. Very like, the nice show went really yeah. good. Too rich. But, like, too rich. Yeah. Hey, look, my dad's, he has a lot of friends who have been living in Canada for years and years, and, like, doctors and whatever, and they live in Ancaster. If you go to their places, it's like, it, you just as soon as you get into Ancaster, it's Ancaster just a completely like different ballgame. not fucking no. Different ballgame, man. What's, yeah. like, the rich town near you where you're like, oh, that's where the money is? Well... Uh, Port Dover would be the short Dover answer. It's like, yeah, yeah. Port Dover, when I was a kid, was awesome. It was by the lake. It was a bunch of hippies and fishermen. You go down there to party, it would be so much fun because you'd have real people. Like, farmers, or like hippies and fishermen are like fun people to drink with. Yeah, sure. Like, they're the yeah. most fun people. Smoke weed and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like that was old Dover, you know? And now it's all Toronto uh, retirees, <gasps> uh, displaced. Um, like uh, suburbanites okay. that are selling their places for a million bucks mm-hmm, and buying mm-hmm. a half million dollar house that's oh twice the size down. And we're feeling that in Hamilton now too more. Well, prices are going up, right? Prices are going Look up. Us a bunch of old people who are coming you know, in here about real estate. But if you're rich and <sighs> yeah. from our area, if you're actually rich and from our area, um, there's not so much like there's like a couple rich neighborhoods in the different towns, like right. whether you have bigger houses in those neighborhoods, but. A lot of the bigger, the big money would be like just out in the country, like just out on a on a on a piece of land. Just somebody country. who owns like a lot of farm or is just doing well with it. You mean kind of? Yeah, or like just a lot of property. They would just like put a big mansion on a big property somewhere. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and then because the, they oh w- w- they wouldn't because li- I think we still have the we're still from agriculture for the most part. You're still rooted in agriculture, so most people are probably happier to. I just maybe I'm just thinking of it my own of the rich people I know. They're yeah, all, they're, they're all farmers, rich. you know. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, they're they're rich, but they still go and work every day. Yeah, they're, and they're yeah, self-made yeah. rich too. Yeah, which is, yeah. I guess a different. Yeah. No, it's thing. a whole other thing for yeah. sure. Self-made. There's a, you can really tell a difference between a person that made his own money and a person that that got handed to him. Yeah, you know, like if you're like a second generation rich, like where your dad made the money and then you kind of are just taking over the business or whatever. Yeah. We used to have a saying when I was lending money where it would be like first generation starts it, second generation perfects it, and third generation bankrupts it. And mm. it would be pretty much right, almost like you could set your clock to it. You yeah. Know? Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but, but no, that's obviously not true. There's people out there, third generation, are doing good. But mo- that usually was the case because by the time the third generation rolled around, they weren't hungry enough. They kind of had this expectation that yeah. things were going to always be here. And yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. like with the uh, like even well, I mean, again, I hate to bring it back, but like even with with dictators, right, when they get become like the rulers they've earned it they like did a and they, they wanted they did a they coup wanted it. yeah yeah they took over they killed the king or whatever at that time and then they became but then they handed over to their kids uh, yeah. who were born you know yeah, fucking yeah. like you know sucking on like 10 different tits right. from like models from russia or whatever and yeah. you know eat, eating eat, eating tiger meat you know is that what you think is gonna happen to this kim jong-un oh, fella? oh like, he's kind of because he's kind of spoiled oh right? it, kinda, it got handed down 100%, to him percent man yeah do families so. yeah he like that like that haircut probably costs like it, it looks shitty but it probably he pays a lot of money for it yeah, yeah yeah he's, he's, a, he's, he's that a kind of rich kid he's oh, a rich yeah. kid yeah so it's the same where it's like any and, and those kids will be even way worse his yeah. kids will be yeah because they have no morals first of all they can do whatever they want and right. they, it was handed to them it's like king joffrey in like a uh, game of thrones right right yeah, exactly yeah. how they would be like that'd be like baron trump yeah that, yeah, that was, uh, he's like a giant too. That kid. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that some evil's gonna come from that. Hey, well, well, Trump himself is not. He's not a small he's guy. Not, yeah, he's, he's not a short man. He's like six he's foot like, two or something. Yeah, like that. he's a big he's, guy. He's a tall yeah. guy. So he's a tall dude. And he's gross, kind of fat now too, right? Like, you. That's why I think that the most presidents age, but he kind of just seemed to get grosser. You know, like more gelatinous or something. You know, he's got that fupa. I feel like well, I feel like he's definitely made money in office. Uh, which is its whole other illegal issue. Yeah. But I feel like he's getting richer and probably getting fatter because of that. I don't think he was that rich when he ran, honestly. Yeah. I don't think he was. That's. I think that's why he didn't. That was a big part, anyways, of why he did not release 
his taxes is he's not as rich as he wants people to think he is. Yeah, like he's a got lot of his money, net worth. He's not. probably improved his businesses because he did still have his children managing his businesses. And I'm sure they're probably doing fine because and they're probably doing very well because right? of his supporters and being yeah. president and giving himself any kind of break that he could kind of use. But it is very advantage. true. Like even like with people like George Bush or you know uh, you know all those presidents, they kind of try to make sure that they stayed in somewhat good shape at least. Yes. So, like to fit in a suit, look decent in a yeah, suit. You right. know what I mean? Because as a president, it's not just being able to t- talk and you know pass legislation, but it's also. To, there's a there's a power in lo- appearing decent to the to the public. Yes, right? yes, ha- creating some kind of image. Right, yeah, right. That's like uh, with like George Bush, whatever you want to say about him, but like he stayed somewhat in good shape at least. Yeah, I think Trump's the fattest president since Taft. <laughs> like, and that's a long time, Taft. Yeah, yeah? he was a fat fuck. Well, <laughs> true. Uh, Winston Churchill and all those guys, right? He wasn't a president, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but, Churchill like, was but just, I'm talking about like a fat leader, like nation, sure. nation leaders who are like obese. Yeah. So it's like, we had know. we had Stephen Harper. Stephen Harper looked like the uh, the penguin. He like, was a weird kind of fat. Was he fat? Yeah, he was just had a weird it, body. It, well, he just had a weird body. He he was fat in areas where you're like. You shouldn't be fat. Dad. Yeah, yeah. I saw that he played the drums in some or something. I saw a video of that. He, he was played in a, piano. I know. He's in a band. Yeah. What was this band called? Oh. It was something. It was terrible. The conservatives. Or something? It was like the address of uh, of the prime minister's residence or something, and it was made into. He made that into. It had something to do with the. It was something ch- super minister, cheesy yeah. like oh, that. Anyways. Oh, yeah, Cause that was the time because like we're always one, we're always one behind the U.S. Like our uh, Trudeau's kind of like our Obama, mm. you know. Like uh, uh, bef- uh, Harper was kind of like our Bush, right? You right. Know? Like we're always kind of like lagging one guy yeah. behind. Uh, and I think. Uh, Do you think we'll get a Trump type? Well, I'm looking. At, we don't really have anybody. It looks like he's in the mix. Kevin now. O'Leary. That's who I thought it was going to be. And then he no backed tool. out. Yeah, he was our he Trump. Was, uh, he was, you know, he's one of those guys from Shark Tank. Oh, yeah, no, I know. That guy from Dragon's Den, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Dragon's Den, yeah. Did his wife kill somebody or something like that? There was like a rumor that came out. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did his wife's a murderer? No, 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 no. Like Let's she, look they, into she this. She ran over somebody with a yacht. It was an accident or something like that. Oh, well, that's how rich people hey, kill, though. We've like, all like, hit people with uh, our I yachts. I mean, hey, man, like, not, I, I keep telling you guys, you should try it sometimes. Yeah, murdering? Yeah, just in general, yeah, but yeah, preferably well. a yacht, just to yeah. make it seem more we already, we already talked about how much you've murdered in your life there. Uh, like, uh, okay. you know, the revolution. That's, night, you know? that's what he calls it when he kills prostitutes, the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> He's a piece of shit, this oh, guy. Oh, man, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's, uh, you get off how you get off, you know, no judgment. Uh, fair enough. We can't can't shame a guy. Uh we're really flying along on time here. It's been a great conversation. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, dude. Uh, just before we go, I wanted to just one. I gotta tell the people listening at home: if you got to this point in the podcast, you're one of the good ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you really are one of the good ones. So, uh, if you are here and you want to let me know that you exist, please give us feedback. Feedback. Uh, at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. Either way, you can get me. Send a, a message. We've gotten a, a bunch of people who have uh, reached out to me over the hiatus, and thank you to everyone who's done that. But reach out, and we will promise that these shows will be coming out every Thursday for a while. So uh, we'll, be get, we'll get you on the air. It's live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. And as always, feedback. We got feedback. It's brought to you by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to a Live from the Dutch Hall's website, livefromthedutchhall.com, you can click on our Amazon banners. If you don't see them, that is because your ad blockers are on. Please shut them off and then click on that. You will then be able to do all your Amazon shopping, and some of the money's going to come back and help me to pay for all the terrible mistakes I've made over the last <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> uh, so You're please, doing fine. <laughs> so please do that, everyone, and uh, we will get back to you. We'll see you next week. Oh, so I, one thing I want to say, uh, In Search of Zen. Yes, sir. Yeah. In Search of Zen, Zen is your podcast. Yes, sir. And you guys, what made you two desi- decide to come together? Like you are very distinct personalities. You d- wouldn't think of initially as you guys as being uh, like the, the di- dynamic duo starting a podcast together. What made you, uh, what made you see the, the chemistry wanna, between the two? Well, 
I guess. Uh, we were already like hanging out for a bit, anyways, and mm. definitely doing a lot of shows together and stuff. So I guess we're different in in some ways. We're like, you know, AJ's handsome and I'm a troll, and like, <laughs> you know, there's certain things I guess that separate us a little bit. Like I'm a perfect white guy, and he's a terrorist. Imperfect uh, Mexican. No, he's like <laughs> I, I, I did. I thought he was Mexican the first time I met him too. I go, you don't do any la- Latino jokes. He goes, I'm Middle Eastern. <laughs> so many people I'm thought like, I was I'm Latino. Like, oh, okay, so okay. Fine. We did. Uh, we were at. I'm getting off topic here, but. We were at a Mexican restaurant in Sudbury. Oh one yeah, time. yeah, it's true. And the lady that worked there she was started like, talking she started Mex- talking Spanish to, to me. Spanish. And, and he I'll... goes, he goes, no, 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 I'm not Spanish. And she kind of like was like annoyed. I think yeah, yeah. she thought it was like some spoiled Mexican that his parents immigrated here and, and like, didn't forgot. know how to talk. Yeah. And you're like, no, 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 I'm yeah. just from the Middle East. I'm not actually Latino. You know what yeah. I mean? And she was kind of annoyed. And then I ordered the mild tacos, and mm-hmm. she laughed at me. Yeah, she like. Laugh like right in front of me. Yeah. I was like, "You could have done that back in the kitchen," <laughs> but that's fine. But the food was great. At least that we got that. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we just we'd already been traveling together yeah. a ton and uh, have been friends and stuff. And I think we we both always wanted to do a podcast, but it would have been a little easier to do one together. And we both do we do share this where we both definitely have some rage issues. Oh yeah. So we thought like in search of Zen would be a good calming uh yeah. like yeah like title for it because we're going to talk about what's bothered us through the week but we're also going to try to share how we got through that somewhat responsibly maybe yeah yeah i like it. i don't pick so, up uh, any uh anger on, on your show when i listen to it I, well uh, it, it's just because like the you know with the like, covid and stuff like that so we don't get to really interact with people as much as yeah, we, we used we've to. had less angry stories lately because yeah. we're just we're not dealing with people's shit oh right, you know what right, i mean right? yeah, so yeah. yeah it's in some way it's kind of helped us really but uh you know, hopefully, once you know the world is not over and we get back to things, uh, we'll uh, we'll get angry again. We'll we'll be mad we'll be once mad. again, and we'll be we'll back. Be we'll uh, be I back. have faith in both of you. But we have heard that a lot. People are like, "You guys don't say angry as much anymore." I'm like, "Yeah, it's uh, yeah, because we don't I have guess to." It's, <laughs> I, guess I just want to be like, "Yeah, because we don't have to see you." Yeah, yeah. You yeah. fucking <laughs> idiot. Shit, yeah. Get away from me. That is funny because it. it um, do you find that COVID's been kind of like good for comics in a lot of ways? Like, uh, I just mean, like, for me, I'll just start with me. I'm like an antisocial dude. Mm. Not antisocial, but like, uh, yeah, you're uh, a bit I, of I have an introvert. social uh, uh, anxiety, you know? Oh, I have you're a, uh, a bit of an introvert? Um, I think the, the definition of introvert versus extrovert, the way it's explained to me, is that if you're an introvert, you're um, energized by being alone. And if you're an extrovert, you're energized by being with people. Right. And I am, okay. by that definition, energized by being with people. So you're an extrovert, but you have social anxiety. But I have social anxiety. Okay. Yeah, I think that's more accurate because like I'm supposed to be oh, in a healthy. You, you if I day. was healthy, I would be an extrovert. Yeah. Uh, because I'm because uh, of my own problems, I'm more of an introvert because I get it. I get too nervous. Mm. That's what it is. But I, but I've been getting better. Cause like I get better, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good though. Yeah, I got go. I see a therapist now uh, in Hamilton here. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's and cool, uh, man. it's been helpful. How's that uh, helping? Do you recommend it? Um, I'm really, really new into this. Yeah, because like, uh, I've been like toying with the idea of like maybe you should balance it, on that. But I got I've been through a bunch of like quacks, man. Like, oh yeah. People that just don't help at all. Oh yeah. And uh, no offense, they're trying hard to help. But just not just right aren't for that you. smart, you know? Like, yeah, like they're, <laughs> they're like, just like not good at their job. Yeah. Like so one be- time I had this lady, right? She's teaching me cognitive behavioral therapy. So it's like how to like work through your problems with your brain or whatever. And uh, so uh, like it's that shit I've been doing since I started having problems. I have always had a brain. I used it, you know? <laughs> so innately I was doing all this shit. So she's teaching me stuff that I did since I was a kid already just by being a person. Mm. Right. And then, uh, so then I started challenging the stuff and then you realize, well, when you challenge it, there's no, she has nothing. She just took a weekend course or whatever she took, you know, yeah. there's no, she can't like think outside of what well, she Well, sometimes you just need to give something a shot too, right? You just right. got to try it a little bit. You have to be like a bit open-minded about it. I mean, I don't know, but. I'm right, right. Well, so I was, she was like, she was nice and everything, but then this, I went to see her one time and then. She was. She started off by saying, "You know, I was doing a lot of thinking about what you told me last time, and I do have to um, um, put myself out there more." 
that's because I gave her the advice that she needs to put oh herself God, out that's there not more. Good. And she's saying, I was thinking about what you said. I go, where's my seventy five bucks? No, that's you know, not like good. Yeah, that's, I gave you. that's not good. Yeah, no. right. When your that's therapist is bad. like, I took your advice about something. Like, oh, no. Yeah, I didn't take any of your advice, no, and I paid you seventy five bucks. That's you like, took mine and 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 got paid. Yeah. So like, that's that. That's the sort of stuff I was getting because I live in a small town and stuff, you know? Well, right. it's, it's, not, it's not a prevalent over there, you know? You should have just opened up a competitive office. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, you, oh, apparently she loved your advice so oh, much. Yeah. You just go. Just buy a couch. You just yeah, yeah, start. set that up in the church and be like, come see me. Yeah, I can motivate you. Undercutter, too. I one of those new and bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I one of those new uh, things, whatever. The, I'll come see H and I will be your first patient. I would love to. Yeah. Man. yeah. I'll tell you, everything that I get in therapy that I'm going to end up paying for, uh, I will give you guys for free. Yeah, like, I would uh, love but, to hear it, man. I, but it comes that. out of uh, me, so it's third hand. But like, <laughs> it's watered down. <laughs> it's a little watered down. Yeah. But I, I've always, uh, I've always picked the brains of a person like uh, you know Sobel. He's had lots. Oh of, God, he's, he's had lots of, uh, of therapy. Th- so as soon as I met him and I knew he had therapy, I was like, I, I ask him questions all the time to see what his uh, therapist said. You should probably have found somebody it worked yeah, for. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Probably, <laughs> I, think you I don't know if he's doing that. I just want to know what the advice was. No, no it's yeah, it's yeah. better to like just yeah. never ask for really any of that stuff. But. <laughs> That's not nice. He, he, <laughs> he's a, he, it has helped though, even if it hasn't helped him. But like, no, I mean, well, I'm free because it's expensive, and then a lot of times you is. can't get it, and then or it doesn't work for you. Like this one can't. My buddy used this dude, so. He he came high recommended and so I'm giving him a chance, but he right. seems, seems pretty good. How many sessions good. in are you? Two. All right. Okay. Husband so far. Good, good, really good. good. No, like I find that they, you know, with uh, this is interesting to some people, I'm sure, but the the they tell you that um, you ever have shame. Do you ever? A lot, are you ever yeah. ashamed of yourself? A lot, yeah. Well, apparently, this is what the guy told me last time. It's your family's fault. <laughs> no, yes, kind of. It always kind of comes back Dude, to that's your like, family. You know, though, that's, right? it's that Joe. That's it's that classic. Joe List uh, joke where he goes, uh, "I go. I've been going. He, uh, this comic that we love in New York. He goes, yeah, uh, it, yeah. I've been going to therapy a lot, and I'll save you guys the seventy-five bucks. It's not your fault. It's your family's it's your fault. Fam- yeah, yeah. And it's like." <laughs> It's always your it family. seems like it's yeah. that it's the, the case. The way well, he said it is that you don't have shame on your own. You're not born with shame. Of course not. So no. at some point, imagine in time, an ashamed baby. That'd be hilarious. No. Shit in his a baby just, just like covering, up covering right its away, uh, yeah, it's covering its, its ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so ashamed of its naked baby body. Yeah, it's shit ever, all over it. <laughs> yeah, he, he shits his pants and just like cries and like hides. <laughs> and not because of discomfort, because no. of the shame, the, shame the emotional the trauma. Yeah. So yeah, so he was like, you're. Not born with it. He's not. You're not born with it. Somebody must have given it to you somewhere. So uh, <laughs> it's like AIDS. Somebody gave it to you. So like tomorrow, I have another meeting with him. You're sharing a shame needle. And then yeah, I must have. Like I may may have shame needle. And then so it's like uh, tomorrow, he, he, we're gonna figure out <laughs> my shame. That's <laughs> who uh, in your family. We you should have done this on podcast s- tomorrow. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is leaving. Uh, this is leaving the show with a bit of a. A bit of a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Right there. there you go. Because next week's Damn. show, I'll tell you whose fault it is. <laughs> I know. It's like a soap opera <laughs> now. I gotta tune in. I gotta tune My in just God. to hear yeah, if it's mom see, or dad. I'm really curious. Know. too. I'm curious too. Yeah. I want to know. It could be my wife. Though. I mean, let's go beat her up. Because I've been with my wife long enough. You've been now. with your wife long, but usually I feel like shame is even ingrained in Early those. Early on. Um, Oh, you, formidable years. You know those formative yeah, years? Yeah, early on. zero and five? Yeah. Which means it would not be your wife. It no. would be... Unless you were th- knew your wife for that long. No, I met her when... Uh, uh, we, we, we met each other when we were babies. You guys are connected from birth. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is yeah. Uh, very uh, wholesome. I like to believe because uh, when a you, newborn you, baby boy is born, or when a newborn baby is born... Their genitals are uh, uh, engorged with fluid, you know, because they've been in amniotic fluid for the whole time. <laughs> That's where I think you gave yourself shame. That's what it was, really. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I would be proud, I think, of having a big red sack. Eh? Oh. Like, that is what happens when you have a Nothing boy. cuter, too. A big red huge oh, it's sack. so adorable. Yeah. I, I, my friends will take pictures of their kids' big, huge uh, sacks. nut sacks when their baby boys are born because it's to guys it's funny yeah. yeah I had two girls and you don't uh, take a picture of no, your daughter's no, swollen no, genitals no, no that's know? not that's something that they want to find out that you have no you're asking the doctor when will this uh, condition uh, clear it's up it's gonna be a lot of therapy you know? yeah, yeah. yeah you don't you're it's not happy it's gonna be a lot of therapy then 
So I like to believe my wife actually caught a glimpse of my uh, giant uh, swollen nutsack yeah. on the way As to the a hospital. Baby. As well, a baby. Yeah. Well, it's a bummer because I met your wife. She's a lovely lady, and now I, I have a reason to, you know, to hate her a little bit. So. Well, you don't like girls that like beautiful. No, because nutsacks? she gave you shame. Oh, you think that was maybe it was? Oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. we'll find out next well, week. My loyalty lies with you, Pete. Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Well, I appreciate that, AJ. I really of do. Of course. Yeah, really she said your penis at its biggest in baby form. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She's probably so been It's actually as big as it's ever been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, maybe you've caused some disappointment because you're like, oh, this is how big yeah, it is. How no, it can only Ma- go up from there. I like maybe that's that, where shame yeah. came from. Was mm-hmm. the first that it didn't measure. It never measured up. That's right. So that no, she she got spoiled by that red baby. Dick, yeah. <laughs> they get this beige man dick. It's brutal. Yeah, it's, uh, it is not nice. Good times. Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening <laughs> live from the Dutch Hall. Uh, thank you to AJ Bate and Jason Allen. Thanks for having uh, us, buddy. Please check out their podcast uh, in search of Zen. It's yep. uh, available every Tuesday. There's a new one out uh, right now as we speak. You can listen yes, right sir. to it. And uh, also, any dates coming up? Check. Both of their socials. Mm-hmm. Go see uh, It's Gary Busey. Uh, it's AJ Bate. Oh, it's AJ Bate. I'm grown up. I'm a grown man it. now. Yeah. I'm a grown man. It's AJ Bate. Is there an underscore? Or is it just like No, that? it's all one word. It's AJ Bate. That's it. That's right. And Jason Comedy? And at Jason A. Comedy. Jason, Jason A? A. Comedy. Jason yeah. A. Comedy. On the socials, you'll find all their dates. They are yes, playing at comedy clubs across the yeah, country. Yeah, come see us. And uh, support live comedy and give us some feedback. <laughs> at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com and until next week we will see you NT see you next Thursday Shalom Shalom